Welcome to Pursuing the Kingdom, a podcast devoted to living, loving, and seeking after the kingdom of God for our daily lives. I'm Pastor Kenneth Davis. May God bless you as we pursue the kingdom. Welcome once again to another episode of Pursuing the Kingdom. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast today and uh, just hopefully you enjoy something that will encourage you in your walk with God or if you don't have a walk with God, you may find your way to the Lord through the Word of God and through any encouraging words that you may hear. Today is Thursday, May the 5th. Uh, the National Day of Prayer. Uh, there's many other things that's being celebrated today. It's many national days of certain things, but the National Day of Prayer is today. And there are many around the country who are uh, taking time to pray for our nation, to pray for our government, to pray for those who lead this country, to pray for their fellow citizens, praying for their brothers and sisters. Uh, in their churches and praying for other churches. So uh, take time to pray today and ask God because he certainly does answer prayer. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been able to uh, get a podcast put together, not for lack of content, but mostly for lack of time. And uh, I had some uh, couple of hours free this afternoon and thought I would just uh, get on and record some and uh, talk about the goodness of God. There is so much going on in this world that we are seeing, and I say this all the time, that there's so much going on that we can't hardly keep up with it. I believe maybe the last time that I was uh, doing a podcast that the controversy over the uh, classroom curriculum for uh, you know kindergarten to third graders was the main thing on the news that they were arguing over, and uh, the legislation that was being passed in uh, the state of Florida, and uh, all you know, all the controversy that's always going on, all the chaos, all the drama that's always being talked about, and things we see in the media, uh, whether it be social media, whether it be news media on TV, uh, it's always there. And of course, this week is no different. Um, this week is the uh, potential overturning of the Roe versus Wade case uh, and by the Supreme Court of the United States. And although, you know, this was just a leak of a potential, uh, the document was a potential leak of um, what was going to take place, uh, you know, it's just upended everything from one side of this country to the other. And before that, in you know January, it was about Ukraine. So it's always something that's going on and something that's happening. So what do we do whenever we see all this mess that's taking place in our world, in our nation, on our streets? I notice in our local city, there have been several shootings that take place, have taken place this week and last weekend in different parts of our city. And, uh, you know, this, these things are not going to stop. People can blame it on uh, the instruments and the devices that's being used. But the real trouble and the real uh, problem is the heart of the people who hold these things in their hands. And last Sunday morning, I um, spoke on the topic of dominion to our church. And I thought that 
knowing that we have dominion through the power of God, it's such a great uh, piece of information, if I put it that way. It's such great knowledge to know that he has given us power to be an overcomer. And Paul told the church at Ephesus, he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Just to be strong in the Lord and in the power of the might that God has in store and has available for us. The word dominion is something that uh, I believe that we ought to get accustomed to knowing, not uh, in certain ways it's talked about in certain religious circles, but the dominion means that, you know, we are just dominant. We are victorious. We are uh, powerful. And the Bible talks about dominion in many, many ways. It talks about God ordering the angels, whether there be thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers, or the dominion of people that's governed by God. When he speaks of Judah and Jerusalem, or just the authority that God is the most high, the dominion of the most high is an everlasting dominion. Now, we're not on the level of God, and we never will be, because he is uh, almighty, he's omniscient, and uh, he, you know, he, he, holds everything in his control. But whenever we have the power of God through the Holy Ghost in our lives, then we have dominion in this world, and we have dominion over the powers that come against us and the powers of the things that try to destroy our lives. The word dominate, which is closely related to dominion, it it is defined as commanding influence or exercising control over You know, as a child of God filled with the Holy Ghost, I believe and I know, according to the word, that I have influence, I have commanding influence over the enemy, over my flesh, over the things that would try to destroy me. I have, you know, I have the power that I can exercise control over, even even the words that describe what the Holy Ghost is. Uh, You know, it is power to do things, but it is also power to not do things. That is what the Holy Ghost gives us. Many will say, well, the Spirit is to, uh, you know, give you power to uh, be a witness and, uh, you know, to get excited and you you just feel it all over you. Well, the, the Holy Ghost also gives you the power to not do the things that the flesh wants to do. It gives you the power to resist the enemy that comes against us. But that word dominate, it also means, you know, to, to prevail. And, when we see so many things in this world that are uh, coming against families, coming against people, coming against society, coming against schools, whatever it may be, uh, you may be dealing with on your, uh, you know, on your job, uh, wherever you are in society, you may deal with those things, but you have been given a way to be an overcomer and to prevail. And the enemy really has no control over a child of God because the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, gives you dominion over anything and everything that comes against you that is not like God. If it is in disobedience to God, you have control if you put your trust in the Lord. And Paul, he goes through and he tells us that we, this is in the book of Ephesians, I believe it was, where I started reading Yes, Ephesians 6 and 11, he talks about putting on the whole armor of God, the W-H-O-L-E, the complete armor of God, the full armor of God. This is 
being spiritually dressed for the battle that you're going to face. And, you know, you, although I could say this and many people, they fall in this category, I started to say you wouldn't go out the door if you weren't fully dressed. Well, a lot of people today walk around half dressed and think that's just fine, but that's a whole other topic. It's called modesty and immodesty, but the whole and the complete armor of God that he has given us to help protect us, to help us fight, to help us be armed and help us, uh, you know, be ready to battle the enemy that we can prevail. That is dominion through the things the word of God gives us and living for God. It gives us the power through that whole armor of God to be able to successfully resist and to successfully stand our ground. And you have to realize that you have dominion because of Jesus Christ. We have dominion because of Jesus Christ. One of the greatest verses that I can connect this to is in the book of Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. This says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, over all of the power of the enemy, not some of the power, but over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He has given us the power that we can tread on. And I'll I'll get into this just a second here, but over all the power of the enemy so that nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing by any Uh, situation by any way of attack by any tool that is formed and weapon that is formed against you by any means there's nothing by any means no way that we can be harmed because we have been given power through Jesus Christ through his spirit and where the scripture says to tread on serpents and scorpions and I always have to take just a moment to clarify this that does not mean snakes that does not mean you know rattlesnakes and copperheads or anything like that but it simply means this that we can uh, tread on the we can walk on the uh, demonic forces we can fight against the uh, powers of the enemy that satan would bring against you and nothing in any way can harm us nothing that's you know a big fat zero nothing is going to harm us And because of this, I see in the scripture that we have dominion. Well, what about the thoughts that I have? You've got power over those thoughts. You've got to put it in the hands of the Lord. What about the people that you deal with? Well, they're not just flesh and blood that you're fighting against. It is the power and the principalities that are using them and their weaknesses to attack their lives and it also affects you and your walk with God to try to destroy and try to tear you down. So you have to just, you know, stop and say, Hey, I've got dominion over this. I can dominate. Uh, I can dominate the things that are coming against me. This is where the Bible says that, uh, you know, the gates of hell talking about, uh, upon this rock, I've built my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Uh, that is an offensive scripture, not offensive as everybody likes to get offended today. Oh, that's offending me. I'm talking about defense and offenses in sports. Uh, the gates of hell can't stand the attack of the church. Uh, when the church storms the gates of hell. And if that offends you, then um, in that sense, then you need to uh, 
find a good scripture to read and find a good place to pray because God only wants you to be free. But this world is so deep in wickedness, just like I, I mentioned, you know, the things that we are seeing in the news this year, uh, the fighting going on overseas, who knows what is really behind that. I have seen as much uh, positive as I have seen negative and um, to really know what is happening, only God knows what is really going on behind the scenes over there. But the things, you know, the curriculum, what they can and cannot teach small children, which, you know, as a parent, you would not even let a child pick out what they were going to wear to school if they were four years old. Uh, but, you know, they're allowing, well, they can pick and choose what they believe that they are, what they think they are. And, uh, you know, this is just things that are tearing down the moral fabric of our society. And then the Supreme Court uh, most likely going to overturn uh, this court case from the early 70s. These are things, you know, that we see is happening. And we see the backlash and we see the outcry and we see the demonstrations. And we see the, you know, the finger pointing and the name calling and all those things. And. First John five nineteen says, and we know that we are of God. He's talking to the those believers who have been saved according to the word of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. I broke that scripture down because as I was speaking on Sunday, it hit me whenever he says, and we know that we are of God. You have to know whose side you are on. You have to know where you stand. You have to know what you believe, and you have to know what foundation that you have. You have to know that you are of God, that you are being obedient to God's word, that you are following God's word, that you aren't just trying to cruise along and and make it, you know, by the skin of your teeth. You have to be firmly planted and firmly founded, knowing I am of God. I am doing what the word says to live in obedience to God's word, to be a child of God, to do the things that I am to do, and allow the Holy Ghost to produce within me the fruits of the Spirit that I should have produced to show the world that is around me and to have the power of the Holy Ghost living and dwelling and exercising inside of me so that I can be an overcomer, that I can dominate and have dominion over the enemy. I have to know that I am of God. Imagine this that if um, two teams went out on a football field or basketball, whatever, and, you know, one of them didn't know which team they were on. And so one moment they were playing offense and the next play they were on defense. They just kept switching sides. They just kept jumping on the opposite side of the ball. And they should be on, you know, playing offense, and instead of helping get the ball down the field, they turn around and tackle the guy on their own team carrying the ball. They don't know what team they're on. They don't know who they're playing for. Uh, you know, that's going to be confused. Or, or um, you know, in, in if you have a uniform on and the uniforms are all alike on both teams, nobody knows what team anyone is on. Everybody, you know, looks like they're on the same team. We have to know which side we're on, and we have to stand out, just like the other team must stand out with a different uniform. And, um, you know, and they have to take a stand, uh, whether they're playing offense or defense. We have to know that we are of God. I stand here knowing that I am trying my best every day to live for God 
and not making excuses for the failures or for the flesh, but allowing the Spirit to fight against, to lead and guide and direct each and every day. And even whenever one person, when you do fall, when you do fail, you get back up and you ask God to forgive you and you ask him to give you power to be, uh, you know, to dominate the enemy, that the Holy Ghost would help you to live and walk in dominion and you can just go on to the next day in life. But the, the other part of that scripture says, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. This is why it's so concerning whenever looking from the, I'll say this, from the doors of the church house at the world around us and the things that are going, that is going on, that we see the wickedness of the world. The problem is those in the world, whether they be in Congress, the Senate, the White House, whether they be on Wall Street, whether they be on, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, the, 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 the uh, poorest street in the country, if they do not realize that they are in wickedness, everything from their point of view is going to look like it's just fine because they don't know where they stand. They don't know that they're standing against God. But this world is so deep in wickedness. Everywhere you turn, it is deep in wickedness. But God has given you, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of tongues, just like the Bible says that you will receive once you have been baptized in the Spirit, that you have been given authority to prevail, to be set free, to be victorious. You have dominion. And when you have dominion, Nothing, there's nothing the enemy can do to you. There's nothing the enemy can do to harm you. And dwelling on living in dominion and knowing that we are of God because of what the scripture says. Whenever you walk in dominion, and I use this, uh, it came to me one day last week, I believe. But when you're walking in dominion, you are on a level above the devil you you're living where he can't get to you oh he may try to trip you up he may try to get in your way but you are living above him he you you know the lord put everything under his feet because he had power and he had authority and he was victorious on the cross he was victorious in death he was victorious over the grave and he put all things under his feet and whenever it's under his feet, you ought to know that the devil's under your feet as well. And because of the way that this world is and the things that we see, the things that we hear and the things that come against us, we have to know that when Jesus Christ resides in us because we have the Holy Ghost, the Comforter that came in his name, as, just, as Jesus said, it would come in his name that then we know that first John four and four is so true because he said that that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world because you've got the power to be an overcomer and to be victorious in this life. And just maybe a little segue into what I taught Bible study on last night and had a very odd, unusual, unfortunate, you know, midweek service time about the time that it was to begin the service at 7 p.m. I got a text message about three minutes till seven that my mother had fallen and uh, 
uh, on concrete and hit her head. And uh, uh, the next text said that uh, they had called 911 and to have an ambulance come. And, you know, it's time to begin service. And I'm trying to check the text messages and the updates. And I don't know what's going on, really. I don't know how bad she's hurt. I don't know if she's, you know, I don't know all those things. And uh, it was very distracting, although it was very unfortunate. But um, I'm thankful that she was perfectly all right and all the tests came back fine. And uh, she's just jolted and sore. But the thought and the topic that I taught on last night goes along with what I used on Sunday because I was talking about the power to have dominion. But these three things just kept going over and over in my mind on Sunday uh, morning, actually before I even preached that sermon but it is the power of the name, the word, and the blood. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation, talking about uh, fighting against the enemy uh, and the war that was in heaven, Revelations 12 and 11 says, And they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. I don't have time to go through the whole Bible study again. It's on our church Facebook page. If anyone cares to go listen or watch that. But, uh, you know, in life, people use these phrases all the time. Well, I've had it rough. Life has not been fair to me. Uh, life has dealt me some blows. Uh, you know, I've not had a good life. I've, I've had a, uh, what is that one people like to use? You know, I've had a cursed life. Uh, others may, you know, be accused of having some type of charmed life. And there was a minister that was preaching at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and I happened to hear one thing that he said concerning life. When people say that life is not fair, he said life is fair to everyone because life is unfair to everyone kind of levels the playing field when you realize that life is actually unfair to everyone. But of course, as we live and grow, work, you know, take vacations, whatever it may be, um, everything we're focused on, whether when we're working a job, when we're, you know, with the family, when we're on vacation, when you're, whatever it may be, all those things are just temporary. They're just temporal. They're just things that are going to, you know, disappear and vanish like dust. But, um, and like, or like vapor. But whenever our life is focused on God, then we have a goal. And there was a couple of quotes that popped up when I was just kind of looking a little research for some things. Um, one of all people was Albert Einstein. He said, if you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or to things. And most people today, their goals are tied to people and their goals are tied to things. You know, if I can impress that person, then I'm going to be happy. If I can be with that person, then it's going to make my life better. If I can, you know, uh, land this job, then everything's going to be perfect. Um, he said to people or things, if, you know, if I get that new car, if I get that house, if I can, uh, you know, uh, get this big boat, if I can, you know, I don't, and I, I usually use examples like that because I'm a guy and, um, I don't know what ladies would be saying if I could get this or that, but, 
Um, you know, if I can get that remodeled kitchen, if I, or I bet I'll get in trouble if I start using things like that. You know, but it's it's like this. But all those things are just goals. It's a goal that's tied to impress a person by obtaining things. And the goal that we should have is our goal should be heaven, and our life should be tied to Jesus Christ. And another one that was very ironic, as I I told them was a quote by Steve Jobs, the CEO of Apple and uh, one of the founders. He said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by the dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. And it's ironic that he said that because, you know, creating the iPhone and the iPad and uh, those things and social media comes along and so many people waste their time on social media, you know, looking at other people's lives to see what they're doing, to see what they have, to see what impressive thing they're doing, you know, the perfect picture, the perfect dinner, the perfect room that's been decorated, the perfect vacation photo, the perfect family photo, you know, this and that. And I, I personally, I have just, you know, the more people post selfies and look at us and look at where we are, I've just started deleting them or unfollowing them or muting them or whatever, because, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 I know that it's social, but there's, where's the social interaction there? Uh, when it's really just I'm trying to impress you so you'll like me and when I get you to like me by pushing a button uh, pressing a little heart then you know uh, I, I am I feel validated because you liked something I posted but uh, you know living living by what other people think about you and living by what other people think about us and of course and growing up as a pastor's son, I learned many, many decades ago um, that I could not allow the things that people thought and the people and things that people said to affect me because many times people were trying to, uh, you know, discourage me growing up uh, because of what they had going on in their life or they were trying to, you know, uh, subtly... Uh, say something about, you know, my father or something that he was or wasn't doing the way they thought he should, you know, that it might get back to him or something like that. And and you you see, you have to learn that there are things that are more important than people's opinions, especially when they're, uh, you know, just so, uh, so transparent in what they're really doing. Although some would allow, you know, well, their opinions uh, are so important. I have to change everything I'm doing. Not if it goes against the word of God and not if God has not ordained it and directed it. So if our life is to be happy, make your goal heaven and seek through Jesus Christ to obtain that goal. In our limited time that we have on this earth, don't waste it looking at everybody else's life. Look at the word of God and allow the Lord to bless you because what God thinks of us and what God sees in us And God's approval is the most important thing. Life is fair to everyone because life is so unfair to everyone at the same time. And I'm going to have to watch my time here. But, you know, 
having dominion, having dominion, having that dominating power from God in our lives, in our lives is so important. And when you think about this, that we have the name of Jesus, it has authority over everything at the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. There's power in the name. Anything you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord. Whenever they were baptized in the New Testament, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word is the most powerful thing that we have our, at our access, you know, that we can access to obtain the word of God. Whenever Paul was talking about the whole armor of God, he pointed out above all uh, that it was the shield of faith. It was the uh, gospel of peace or the gospel of salvation, the helmet of salvation. And it was uh, the uh, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I'm not going off notes here. I'm just kind of going off uh, what's coming to mind right now. But the word of God, it is one of the things Paul said above all, this is one of the most important things is the word of God because there's power in the word of God. And then when it comes to the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for our sin, it is so powerful that whenever we live and walk in obedience to God's word, the enemy cannot come against you and bring your past back upon you because it has been settled and you have been redeemed and you have redemption, which is a separation from your past sins because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So we have dominion. We have power. We are overcomers. We are those that can live on a level above the devil because we know and we have a relationship with that uh, incomparable Jesus Christ who walked this earth, died on a cross for our sins, was buried and rose again, walked among them, showed himself 40 days and nights, then ascended into heaven. And 50 days later, after his death, he poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost, just like the scripture said, the incomparable Christ. What a name, what a name that is. And when we know that is the greatest thing that we can have, what I've mentioned today, just kind of jumping around on different thoughts, but knowing that we have power and we have authority, that ought to help us get through anything and everything that would come against us because he came to set the captive free. John 14 and 26, and the Holy Ghost, which the Comforter, which Jesus said would come in his name. It is for each and every one. It would teach you and it will lead you and guide you into the things that are going to set you free and lead you into things that are going to give you victory and fill that void in your life. So only through the word, only through the name, and only by the blood are we going to have dominion and power whenever we are saved according to the scripture and according to the plan of salvation that is right there in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, and that was preached in every church and to every church throughout the New Testament. I'm going to stop right there. 
I trust that you've received or heard something that will encourage you or at least just kind of give you a little boost for today uh, and get you through the rest of the week. But my prayer is that you live victoriously and that you are a witness to others who are walking in darkness. Be that light that God has called you to be.